0: Welcome back friends, LostGarf here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. In this podcast, we're going to talk about everything that has to do with Kirby, from the beginning to the present. And today we're going to talk about Kirby's Right Back At You episode 29. If you have any comments about this episode, or any others, you can put them up on the YouTube version's comments, or send them to Dreamcast on Twitter. So first up, we'd like to talk about current news, and that's gotta be, I gotta mention, Super Kirby Clash. So there's the official Kirby Twitter, which is in Japanese. And they put out a Super Kirby Clash video on YouTube, and it's Kirby gameplay with the credits theme song, and it's super cute. It's really good. The only other news has got to be the Christmas and New Year's art from the same Twitter, by the way. They have Christmas images, they've been doing this for a while. The images just imply that King Dedede is the Santa of Dreamland, where the Waddle Dees are his elves. It's implied that there's a couple of them, they've been doing it for a couple years, and it's really cute and everything. Also, Smash Brothers put out some official art for Christmas as well, and one of them is Kirby riding uh, the uh, Kirby's Air Ride, I can't remember what it's called right now, with presents, and that's pretty cute right there. And then as far as New Year's goes, there is a singing contest for New Year's Day in the Kirby universe, right? And on the image, you can see which monsters are smart and which ones are not, because some are running and some are not, which is hilarious. So that's all the news right now. It is the new year, so... Yeah, not a lot happening besides just new Kirby merch, but nothing new announced besides what I've already said in the last episode for December. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more Kirby merch in the next year, and oh man, I really wish they would sell some of this stuff in the US, like maybe have a Nintendo store or something like that. That'd be great. Instead, we have to rely on like GameStop and Best Buy for the most part, which is unfortunate, and a little bit Walmart. So today's episode is one of my favorite episodes. If it's not the top five, it's at least top ten. And this episode is episode 29, The Hot Shot Chef, also known as A Spice Odyssey, for some reason there's always like two titles, and the Japanese one is Gekikara Afamurisu Senzo, also known as Spicy Family Restaurant War. It was aired in Japan on April 27th, 2002, and in the US December 14th, 2002. The episode starts with King DDD complaining that all his food tastes terrible. We see a whole table's worth of food... That looks pretty yum, and Kirby would absolutely love all this food, but King Dedede hates all of it. Next to King Dedede is a sad Waddle Dee chef and a sad Waddle Dee waiter. And Escargoon is there too with his arms folded, and King Dedede continues to insult their food, and you can tell the king that these little Waddles revere so much is breaking their Waddle Waddle hearts. It's really unfortunate for them. Eventually, King Dedede just breaks out in tears over hating all of their food, which is so messed up, but you know who wouldn't complain? Kirby. Definitely Kirby. So Escargoon shows off other food King Dedede could try instead, like instant noodles, cat food, maybe crunch liver and bacon dog treats. I don't understand what the hell, Escargoon, but okay. King Dedede then goes to Kawasaki's restaurant to see if he can do anything better for some better looking food, and it all looks good too. But King Didity, again, hates all of it. And Escargoon asks if Kawasaki's got any super secret recipes. And Re- Chef Kawasaki's like, no, I got none of that. So then King Diddity calls Chef Kawasaki a garbage man and a loser. And then they just leave. And Chef Kawasaki, of course, inquires about them paying their bill, and they call him Pizza Face, and throw a pizza right into his face. Chef Kawasaki eats the pizza off of his face and says, It tastes okay to me! And I, I need Jinx. To play the voice line from the episode because Chef Kawasaki sounds so dejected and just good voice work right there on that. And then there's the awesome opener, as always. So after the opener, King Dedede summons a chef monster from Enemy so that he can make a restaurant to compete with Chef Kawasaki's. The salesman says King Diddy owning a restaurant would be like a termite owning a lumberyard. But once King Dedede mentions that they'll destroy Kirby with this plan, the salesman summons Monsieur Gone. One of the few talking monsters in the anime, and he's kind of racist in a way, very stereotypical because everything he says is Frenchish accent. Voilà, le tornado. Everything, and the Japanese version is not that much better, kind of. In that, at least he speaks French, but it's like, wow, we're just really going for the stereotype here. So I didn't describe the monster. Monsieur Argonne is an anime-only monster. And he looks like a big chicken nugget, kind of like Chef Kawasaki is, but he's a little, like, not as thick as Chef Kawasaki. Maybe, like, more hot dog chicken nugget shape. That's kind of what he looks like. And uh, he wears a red and white striped suit from the shoulders down with a light blue tie. And he has white gloves and purple shoes, and he's got a thick mustache and eyebrows, and he always wears sunglasses. He also has a chef's toque on the top of his head, just like uh, Chef Kawasaki. And his American voice is, oddly enough, unknown. It's very weird. I looked everywhere. I could not find the credits for him. But we do have the Japanese voice actor, and that is Ishin Chiba, who was also the voice of Yamikage in episode 24, the ninja episode. He's best known as the voice of Jin Kazama in Tekken. So Gon's first words are, voila, and presents King Dedede a dish known as Tornado. King Dedede thinks he said tornado, while Escargoon corrects him and gets hit for it. So the Japanese version is a joke where he says Saba instead, which has its own Japanese pun going on there, and it's because Gon's speaking in French. That's what's happening there. The Tornado, by the way, is a beef cut dish, and King Didi takes one bite and is in love with the food. Like, he just loves it. He eats, like, all of it. Escargoon tries to get a bite, and he gets conked on the head. King DD loves it so much that he's just licking the plate and even eats the garnish. That's how good it is. And it kind of makes sense because Tornado is like a really good cut off the beef. So it's, yeah, he's going to like it. So the next morning, Chef Kawasaki sets up his restaurant and wonders what he should make when, oh snap, the Waddles built a restaurant overnight. These Waddles are amazing. I love the Waddle of the Army in the anime. They just, they're just so good at doing things. And we see Escargoon with a bow tie and a group of waiter d's with Waddledoo wearing a chef hat and their sword because Waddledoo always carries a sword. And Escargoon gives them orders and Waddledoo says, "Oui, monsieur." And we see Chef Goon cooking in the kitchen and they let in their first guest. And the first guest is Mayor Lem Blundergast and his wife. And in this episode his wife speaks with an old lady voice, and this is going to be the last time she does this. I love the decor, it's so elegant! It's Weirdly consistent, but she only does it three times. I don't know why they did it like that, but that's what happens. Every other episode she talks like, normal? With some like oldie in her voice? But here she just talks really old lady for a weird reason. We then see outside that everyone is making a line and waiting to see what the mayor and his wife think. Everyone figures that the food is probably bad or too expensive. But the mayor and his wife come out, and they say the food is the best they've ever had, and the price was only $5, which surprises everyone. And Chef Kozaki straight up says, I'm doomed. We then see all of Town line up at the restaurant, and you hear over here Cappy say, the chef is some foreign guy and some other things. With a very Valley voice, by the way. We then see that Tiss family is there as well, and Tiff instantly throws in the towel, saying that maybe Chef Kawasaki could get a job washing dishes there. King Dedede is happy with the results, and can't wait to do Phase 2. We see everyone just loving the food, by the way. The dishes look really good for cartoon food, and multiple characters are eating and being happy. We then see the main course, and everyone loves it! Odd thing, we see Kirby put the meat in his mouth, and he chews it. Kirby chews, which is a really weird thing, because In a later episode, we're going to see that they establish that Kirby actually has no teeth, which is extra weird, because episode 7 or episode 5 is the Dinoblade episode, and in that episode, Kirby also chews up watermelons, which he's not supposed to be able to do, since they establish he doesn't have teeth. So that's really weird that sometimes Kirby chews. And he chews, like, twice in this episode. Tiff unhappily eats the meat, too, and wonders how she can help Chef Kawasaki. Because though the food is good, Tiff has a bad feeling about the place. She then convinces Chef Kawasaki to wage a restaurant war. So the next day, Chef Kawasaki tries to entice people with hot coffee at his restaurant, which gets squashed Gargoon. Scargoon. He then tries a 250 lunch special, which fails since Gones actually does a 175 lunch special. He just can't win. Chef Kawasaki even tries to sell his food for free, and no one comes in. And by the way, watching the episode during all this, the entire episode, there is general writing on all the food signs and advertisements in Japanese and in English. But in the US version, it's all airbrushed out, and they decide to use symbols instead, which I guess is so that kids don't have to read. I suppose that's the reasoning there, because that's the only justification I can give. So he couldn't even give his food away. So Tiff says maybe they could pay people to eat there. And Jeff Kawasaki's like, he's not willing to sink that low. And he decides to close up shop, since only Kirby likes his food, And Kirby has no money. (laughs) By the way, we see Kirby be really cute here whenever his name gets called, because, yeah, Kirby's cute. Then Chief Bookum comes in, and Chef Kawasaki thinks he just needs the restroom, but no, he wants to eat there. Turns out the line at Gones is too long, and oops. He hurt Chef Kawasaki's feelings, but Tiff pushes him to take his order. Chief Bookum wants something a little spicy, which surprises Chef Kawasaki, because apparently the Cappies prefer bland food. What is up with this town? No wonder Chef Kawasaki's food is bad, he doesn't have to put any flavor in it, into it, like, he hasn't really tried. That's why he's not making good food here. Buckham acknowledges that this was true until he had Gon's food, which is so full of flavor, which is nothing like the junk here at, oops, <laughs> Chef Kawasaki's feelings are hurt again. Buckham tries to fix the situation by saying his food is more like home cooking, which is worse than what he had in the army, so he's still not helping. Chief Bokum is not a diplomat, holy crap. Chef Kawasaki decides to make him an extra spicy chowder with dumplings and asks Kirby if he wants to help. We see Chef Kawasaki and Kirby preparing food in the kitchen, and Kawasaki asks Kirby for a hot pepper. Kirby is short, so it isn't easy to reach the peppers, so after a couple jumps, Kirby's able to grab one, and then unfortunately pulls down the entire pepper pile with him. The entire thing falls into the chowder pot that's cooking on the stove. Kirby looks at the pot with a worried face, but then forgets about it as he goes back to help Chef Kawasaki. We then see the chowder slowly change from white to red. We then see Chief Booken be served the chowder, and he thinks it looks not half bad. Then he eats noodles out of the bowl with his chopsticks. Yeah, it's not chowder, it's ramen. So Japanese version, it's ramen and dumplings. But of course, four kids assuming kids don't know what Asian food is, which is weird for me since I'm Asian, they just called it chowder. Of course, nothing is worse than Pokemon when they called Rice Balls donuts. so... Yeah, that was a thing, if you didn't know. Four kids, not the best about how they change Japanese things. <laughs> so Boka meets the ramen, and his face goes bright red, and we hear that high-pressure whistle sound that you get from heating up, like, water for tea, and he starts running around town screaming with fire flying out of his mouth. Cut to Chef Kawasaki asking if Kirby put all the peppers in the pot, and Kirby just says, "Poyo and smiles, which is kind of a yes. Chef Kawasaki then laments turning his only customer into a flamethrower. And that he's ruined. In the Japanese version, it's more implied that Chef Kawasaki understands Kirby's pollo's to find out that Kirby put all the pe- peppers in the pot. So, Japanese version shows more that Kirby does understand the things he's doing. It's just that, you know, he is a child. He's a little boy. He's a little baby. He doesn't really understand too much what he's doing, but he understands kind of what he's doing. And by the way, around this point, there's a scene cut out from the U.S. version where Chief Bookum tells Dr. Yabui about the ramen. And this was kept because of time constraints, is the best reasoning. So we then see multiple cappies come into the restaurant, led by Professor Curio, and Professor Curio looks furious for some reason, and asks what the heck happened, and Chef Kawasaki says, it was an accident! Tuggle and Sabo are there too, and they make comments as well, and they say they want the food too, which surprises Chef Kawasaki. We then see that Gone's restaurant has no line, and everyone's lined up at Chef Kawasaki's, because they want to eat his spicy chowder. And we hear that Valley voice again go like, We're not going to Goals? Oh no, Kawasaki! is the in now. We find out from Sabo that it's called Hachacha Chowder. <laughs> Falala and Folalo are helping Chef Kawasaki with the cooking, while Tiff serves food, and that's because he's making more food than he's ever done before. We then see Tuff have a bowl, and it's just too hot for him. It's just burning him up, and he eventually breathes fire, where Kirby just eats it and enjoys the dish. We then see that everyone else is breathing fire too, and it's too much for everyone, and they get knocked out. But even more people want to eat the dish. This scene is madness. But oh man, it's just getting started. So King Dedede says, Alright, we'll get volcanic vittles then. So they make a hot pepper pot pizza, and Escaragoon has Goan put on hot mustard on it. The Cappies rush over and eat that pizza, and we see Cappies eat and breathe fire, and everyone's in pain, but they can't stop eating. And at the same time, with fire everywhere surrounding Kirby, Kirby is happily eating the pizza. It's really cute, but also insane. Then cut to Chef Kawasaki saying, okay, he's going to fight back with dynamite dumplings, and more cabbies rush over and scream out with even more fire pain. And we see him, he's just quickly just making these dumplings, it's crazy. Well, Kirby happily enjoys the dumplings again. He's just enjoying all this spicy food like it's nothing, while surrounded by fire like, This is fine. This is very fine for Kirby. Then Gon makes the heat-seeking burn burger, and we see even more Cappies in pain. Finally, Escargoon and King Dedede decide to try a bite out of curiosity, and they also scream out in pain as well. It's just fire everywhere. And then Chef Gon brings the two of them some yellow sorbet, and he puts some pink dye on them to make them little pink sorbets, and then Goan's sunglasses flash as he says, Voila! (laughs) King Dedede serves everyone the pink sorbet, and the Cappies are absolutely loving it. It's great relief after burning their mouths. We learn from King Dedede that the pink dye had a special ingredient, and it makes people want more. So everyone will want to eat more pink round things. Oh snap, phase two has begun. We then see Kirby enjoy himself some sorbet while ominous music is playing. And he's, like, really happily and cutely eating the sorbet. Like, full-on just devouring the sorbet and, like, chewing and everything. And Omnis is explaining. He's like, oh, dang, uh-oh, uh-oh. And now comes my favorite part of this episode. Tiff comes into Chef Kawasaki's kitchen, and she tells him that Gones made a special sorbet, so they need to the counterattack fast. But Chef Kawasaki has an evil look on his face. He's completed it. His masterpiece in Flame. His toxic atomic curry. He laughs an evil laugh and asks, Where's Kirby to taste test? But the boy is at the other restaurant enjoying sorbet. So then he'll have to test it himself. He can take the heat. So he has a bite, and we hear the flames well up, and Chef Kawasaki is completely covered in flames. 100% immolation. And instead of screaming out in pain, he stands triumphant, having successfully finished his masterpiece, laughing maniacally, oh man, supervillain level completely. But unfortunately for Chef Kawasaki, nobody wants spicy food anymore. Not even with a free frozen yogurt. (laughs) Tuff tells Tiff she has to try this sorbet though, it makes you feel all tingly. So she comes to try it, but before the sorbet gets served, we see Tuggle, Gus, and Melman the mailman come over to Tiff's table, because Kirby looks a lot like sorbet. And they're salivating. The Waddle Waiters then come in with a sorbet for everyone, and they look like little pink Kirbys. They put the dots for the eyes and for the mouth, and then they put these little, like, wafer things for the feet. It just looks like Kirby, and that ain't right. That ain't right at all. (laughs) It completely weirds out Tiff, and while everyone else enjoys their sorbet, their eyes turn pink, and they want more sorbet. And some reason, they reason that Kirby must be made of sorbet. So everyone crowds around Kirby, and he looks at them confused as he's about to eat his own sorbet. Tiff tries to reason with the crowd, but then King Dedede comes in and says, "Monsieur Ghosn has a special for everyone. And he then transforms, revealing more arms and growing longer. So now he really is a hot dog. So he's this big hot dog, and his bottom half is covered in red and white and blue stripes. And his arms are holding a pot, a ladle, a meat tenderizer, a spatula, a rolling pin, and a mixer that's plugged into his head for power for some reason. Couldn't just be a remote, batteried mixer, it had to be connected to his head just to be extra goofy. And he just looks off-putting as heck. And he's gonna cook Kirby into a sorbet for everyone, and they just watch while Kirby jumps around trying to dodge all these different attacks from the chef monster. Kirby does pretty well dodging at first, but eventually gets slapped down into the ground with a rolling pin. Kirby jumps up to the chandelier, and Chef Kawasaki comes in to see what all the commotion is. Thankfully, he brought his frying pan, and he realizes that this should help, and he throws it at Kirby to eat, which Kirby does to transform into Cook Kirby. And in case you haven't seen the transformation, it's a quick one. Kirby spins, and a chef hat appears on his head, and then a frying pan hits him right in the face, which he then grabs and poses with. Tiff shakes tough with excitement, and he says that Kirby's transformed into Cook Kirby. Sensing he's needed, Knight shows up to say that the monster will make things dicey for Kirby. Doesn't help, just says things. The battle begins anew, and Kirby has to fight back against six weapons at once. Kirby deflects all he can, Tiff says that the monster knows every trick in the book, and Knight says you mean the cookbook, which Tiff acknowledges as a good one. Oh my god. Kirby then- by the way, Knight's not helping still- Kirby then fails to deflect every attack and gets slapped into the wall to the point that he loses his power. Overall, this battle counts as a baby-beating in my book, because Kirby's just getting hurt pretty bad here. The monster then picks up Kirby and throws him into an ice cup to freeze Kirby to death to make him into sorbet. King Didi then says to chill out as Kirby shivers and slowly succumbs to the cold. This could be it for the Pink Pudge, but then Chef Kawasaki has an idea, and runs back to his restaurant, and makes his... ...Iconic dish. If you're a fan of the games, or even Smash Brothers, you might know what this is. Chef Kawasaki makes his Toxic Atomic Kirby! and throws it into the ice cup for Kirby to eat. The heat is so great that even Kirby can't handle it. He starts to glow bright red and melts the ice around him. The monster gets freaked out and throws Kirby away, and Kirby starts breathing fire everywhere, uncontrollably at that. Tuff thinks it's fire, Kirby, but Mednight, the expert on explaining Kirby transformations, explains that this is actually Kirby with heartburn from Chef Kawasaki's cooking. Chef Kawasaki is happy to finally outspice Kirby, and Kirby accidentally lights the monster on fire. Then everyone runs out of the restaurant. Lots of cappies, a whole lot of waiter D's. And we then just watch the monster stand there on fire. And he disappears. And then we see him get blasted out of the restaurant through the top of the building as it explodes. In the Japanese version, it lingers on the monster burning alive for a little bit longer. Holy crap. And then he disintegrates in the flame. I guess they just didn't want you to think Kirby murdered a monster despite the fact this is episode 29. And he's murdered a lot of monsters. The restaurant burns down in front of everyone and they just watch. And that night, the Capi King Dedede and Escargoon, they have to be punished for trying to make everyone eat Kirby. The punishment is to eat the toxic atomic Kirby, (laughs) Curry, which the pair laugh at. So they eat a bite each and they both light on fire to the point that they get burnt black and disintegrate. And all that's left is just a pile of ash and their eyes. Everyone laughs about the fact they just murdered the King. And Kirby laughs, too, and then he belches fire, which surprises him, and that leads to the Starwipe exit. So this leads to many questions. Since this is episode 29 and we still have 71 episodes to go, somehow King Didi and Ascargoon goon can recover from this? Apparently they don't die from this? What's going on here? Is there cloning? Is this actually the end of the timeline? The other episodes come up first? What's going on? Obviously it is a cartoon, so they got cartoony about it, but still, what the heck? They kind of killed them. So I guess people can come back to life in this universe, or as long as there's enough of them, they can heal back somehow. So the curry is known to game players as the Super Spicy Curry. It's in various Kirby games in Super Smash Brothers, and yeah, it's that curry right there. The Super Spicy Curry is actually from the first Kirby game, Kirby's Dream Land. In it, Kirby eats the curry, and for a short duration, he can breathe fireballs at enemies. So instead of needing to eat an enemy and shoot a star out for attacks, he could do that instead. One last thing to mention is the Japanese version. The US version never did previews for the next episode, but the Japanese version does, or did, and usually the preview is Tiff talking and telling him about the next episode. But this time, this time, it's Kirby talking. And it's incredibly cute. Kirby polloes that he woke up with an egg under him. And he's not sure where it came from. He's gonna take care of it and help it hatch, and that you should see what hatches. By the way, the entire time is just Kirby going pollo pollo. Poyo, 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 po- Like, it's just Poyos, but they put subtitles there so you know what the heck Kirby's talking about. And by the way, episode 30 is a very entertaining episode too, so I can't wait to talk about it next time. I'm also working on Kirby's Dream Land 2 as well right now, so look out for an episode on that in the future. Tell your friends, by the way, because they might want to hear about these episodes. So, that right there is episode 29, and this is another episode of Kirby's Dreamcast. I had fun talking, and I hope you had fun watching and or listening, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by, and see you next time, and bring some friends, please. Please? Happy New Year, by the way, 2020.